everyone, it's Matt. On today's show, we're talking with Gordon Spleet, the Global Product Manager and Director of Marketing for Cincinnati Test Systems. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about leak testing and how it's changed over the last 25 years. Uh, also, some of the bigger changes that are happening within the leak testing industry due to the electrification movement. And then we're also going to touch a little bit on uh, Cincinnati Test Systems Connect Line and how they're introducing a new high-pressure offering. Uh, I just want to remind everyone to check the show notes as we will include some information on Cincinnati Test Systems. Uh, without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Matt. Today we are joined with uh, Gordon Spleet from Cincinnati Test Systems. A little bit about Cincinnati Test Systems. Uh, they have been delivering precision leak detection equipment, function test systems, and assembly verification testing to manufacturing throughout the world since 1981. Uh, they are known as leak detection experts in virtually every major market. Uh, how are you doing, Gordon? Oh, doing great, thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, why don't you start um, probably by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and, and your, you know, your kind of history within the manufacturing industry. Sure, so um, I've I've been in leak testing for 25 years at Cincinnati Test Systems. I have a background in physics and electrical engineering and actually got my start in manufacturing for a company, R.A. Jones and Company, uh, in high-speed package equipment. So I've been around manufacturing for 30 years. And within Cincinnati Test Systems, I, I've seen a lot of different applications because I've been involved in quoting, I've been involved in customer account management. I've also been a products manager and also our director of marketing for seven, eight years. And now I'm a global product manager again. Okay. Um, so, uh I guess one thing you know is, is is you know my my knowledge of leak testing is is pretty surface level, um, and I'm sure in your time, you know there's been a lot of changes. So can you speak maybe a little bit from your history within leak testing and how it's changed sure. over the last 25 years? Sure. The 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 biggest change we've seen is in instrumentation. Um, back when I started in 1995, we. Uh, we were helping customers change from dunk testing, actually putting parts pressurized underwater looking for bubbles, to a measurable leak testing, and that's using instrumentation. 24-bit uh, A to Ds really came about with uh, digital electronics, and we've seen a lot of changes as electronics have increased over the years. and become smaller and also more precise uh, for lower leak rate measurements. Mm -hmm. Well, so within dunk testing, so the way I understand it correct is that it's filled with a gas and then you submerge it um, and just basically are looking for air bubbles? Yeah, so w with uh, dunk testing, you pressurize your part to your test pressure. Usually mm -hmm. test pressure is associated with how what that product sees in normal operations as a pressure and look for specific leaks associated oh. with that. And um, what we've done is integrated uh, changes associated with that 
now for actual flow rates uh, measuring how much air is leaking out of parts. So when you say measuring, then I'm assuming, um, you know, with sensors, there's going to be some calibration that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, yes. What, what type of methods have you developed to do that? So, so what lots of our customers do as a pressure measurement is pressure decay testing. What that is is measuring a pressure loss over time, and that's then calibrated to an actual flow rate and SCC per minute. And that pressure loss is measured with a transducer, so our instruments also are calibrated for pressure and if you're using mass flow, for flow. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, there was one other one that I think I, I, I've seen a video from Cincinnati Test, um, and it's, it's the differential pressure decay testing. Yes, um, yes. And how much has that changed? Okay, so w there's two methods for measuring pressure decay. One, using a transducer that is uh, called an absolute absolute pressure transducer, meaning you're measuring pressure in a pressurized part compared to absolute vacuum. With differential pressure decay testing, what you're doing is pressurizing both sides of that transducer, uh, the test pressure side and a reference volume. So instead of measuring a pressure change associated with pressure to at, compared to absolute vacuum. You're actually measuring pressure associated with two comparisons of the same starting test pressure and then changes associated with that in the part. Okay. Um, now for that, you know, you, you know, I'm assuming that's changed quite a bit in, in your time. Yeah. So uh, when you use a differential pressure decay transducer, you're actually using the uh, really small range transducer. So you can use, you can get a lot of resolution out of a small range transducer compared to if you're testing at 100 psi. You need to use a full, with an absolute transducer, you're using a full range of a pressure transducer, let's say zero to 200. So the resolution you can get out of a smaller span, zero to mm -hmm. two PSI is a lot greater and you can see smaller leak rates and actually test faster because you've got a lot more resolution and can see smaller changes. All right, yeah, that, that definitely uh, sums up. Because my next question was gonna be is, can you, you know, explain you know, what are, what are the major benefits yeah. of that? And, and that definitely faster testing, better, better, better measurements. Um, you know, you know, my, my background, you know, at, at ProMess and sensing, you know, I, I, I definitely understand the importance of faster testing, but also being able to measure in smaller amounts. So that, that definitely, uh, resonates better with me. Um, so, uh, you know, something that I, th I think, you know, we, I want to dive a little bit more into and, and, and Cincinnati test systems is in terms of, you know, what are you guys doing at Cincinnati Test Systems that has you most excited? Um, you know, being the, the global product manager, I mean, I, I imagine there's probably a lot, but, but what, are, what are the bigger ones that, that has you most excited, you know, getting past, you know, this last year and all that stuff and, and moving forward? You know, wh what has you guys, 
most excited? Oh, probably the the thing that I enjoy the most about um, manufacturing is all the is always being associated with customers who have changes going on. Changes like um, the powertrain industry years ago went from low pressure or standard pressure fuel systems to high pressure fuel systems. Um, and we help them um, determine testing for those new high pressure fuel systems. And now we've got the uh, whole electrification of the automotive automotive industry and all the changes associated with the testing that they need to do with their new drive systems. Uh, mm-hmm. Electricity and water don't go together very well. And uh, one of the interesting things about uh, batteries is those batteries have to be cooled as they're operating. Mm-hmm. So they use water to cool them and there's cooling circuits in a battery. So there's leak testing requirements associated with that. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't realize that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, so so the, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, another one, uh, so we do, we do a lot in automotive. We also do a lot in mm-hmm. consumer goods. Um, now all the new dryers have a steam system associated with those. Yeah, electric dryers and water, that's another scenario where the two don't go together very well, but they put steam in a dryer. So all those water circuits need tested and those new dryers. So that's another interesting scenario that we see from our customers. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's a, you know, you bring up a good a good point and that's the electrification. Um, and that's definitely seems to be, um, you know, we're, you know, we're at we're Metro Detroit, you guys are in Ohio. So, you know, we're in basically mm. automotive central, Yeah. you know, and so with the whole automotive industry going towards electric, um, I imagine then that, that type of testing is going to be, um, uh, more important for, for you guys. Um, and, and, and could, could mean bigger things for you guys if, if, like you said, you know, the, the water and um, the electric batteries and all that stuff, but there's going to be additional, I'm assuming, product as well that you guys will probably be testing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when, when you talk about water, there's um, there's a spec that's... Uh, so we, we started early on talking about dunk testing and how Mm -hmm. we help customers convert from dunk testing to air leak testing. Well, there's there's uh, an attribute test that's out now because of all the electric components, um, not only in a car, but uh, in consumer goods like uh, Mm -hmm. cell phones and those types of watches. And that is what's called an IP spec. Uh, And it's really related to dust and water migrating into electrical enclosures. And lots of our customers in the electronics industry, uh, sensors for automotive and um, electrical enclosures are going to this, what's called an IP67, IP68, and IP69 specification. And that has to do with dunking apart one meter underwater, no water ingress in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're helping them convert this attribute test then over to air leak rates that are non-water leak rates. Okay. Do you so you bring up the um, the IP rating? Um, 
Now that's something that you know I have some experience with. Do you guys do that testing? Do you offer that testing yourselves, or just um, do you guys offer solutions to meet that rating? We we offer solutions to test their test parts to meet okay. that rating. Um, we we do a lot of coaching of customers to help them understand what they may need to do to validate the specification that they come to. Um, but we can at least get them at a starting point uh, because of all the experience we have with within industry for non-water leak rates. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if staying on, on this a little bit, just because it's this, this particular rating has been, um, you know, IP67, it's, it seems like the, the golden number for a lot of people. Um, it, do you have uh, any, you know, I don't obviously we don't want to, you know, call anyone out, but any, any product that you've dealt with that just, you know, you, you, you remember that stood out to you that you were just, wow, I, you know, we, we did it. We met the IP67 rating or that like any, any product that sticks out to you that um, uh, just, just a good memory in terms of figuring out that solution. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, a fair a fair amount of customers. There's yeah. there's, there's uh, a couple of them that are um, big customers that everyone knows uh, yep. in, in the the phone and uh, computer industry. Mm-hmm. And we've we've worked on lots of those kinds of projects associated with. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-water leak rates and meeting IP67 specifications that is actually part of a uh, been part of their marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Do you do you see additional um, future markets, you know, getting into the IP rating um, um, system and, and, and needing the need to yeah. to have that type of leak protection? Yeah, we actually we see a lot of um, um, so we, we see a lot of products from um, that are associated with uh, defense and and military specs and the IP67 is used a lot in, in those industry in that industry and then yeah. uh, all the components that, that are electronic uh, sensing devices for automobiles uh, those are all meeting IP rated requirements as well, or utilizing IP rating requirements. Okay. Um, now, do you um, do you guys get involved? Um, so, like, that's the water side, but I mm-hmm. guess when do you do much on the dust side? I guess I'd, for me, the 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 six in terms of dust, I've just never really. Never had anyone that was too concerned about the the first number. It's always the second it's number. It's always yeah yeah. The dust side is a gross leak test. So when when we yeah. talk about leak testing and specifications, we're measuring what what's uh, with air decay testing. 0.5 cc per minute up to around 10 cc per minute air leakage is in the range of non-water leak rates. Um, depending on leak path, its characteristics. There's a lot of if, thens, and buts when you start identifying leak rates. Um, but the interesting thing about non-water leak rates is we're measuring air using air 
and there's actually mm-hmm. air flowing through holes um, mm-hmm. at a rate of 0.5 or 1 SCC per minute. Now, if you put a part underwater that is a 1 SCC per minute part, you may see 73 millimeter bubbles leaking out of that part mm-hmm. in a minute. So it's, there's going to be a stream of bubbles possibly. Yep. So that is a non-water leak rate, meaning a water will actually clog a hole size that air can pass through. So that, that's one of the interesting things that I find with uh, leak testing. Um, and what we talk to our customers a lot about is everything leaks. It's how much you don't want it to leak or what kind of material you don't want to leak into your part. Um, we, we, yep. we, we can even test very small leak rates using uh, molecules like helium or hydrogen uh, using trace gas technologies. And that's measuring the migration of molecules across a product. So those okay. those are really small leak rates when you start looking at molecular flow. All right, and then and then you you brought up that it's not you know there's an acceptable amount of leak that mm-hmm. someone would allow. And I think I saw um, on your site there's like a standard leak um, uh, device. Is that is that like an industry standard or is that a CTS standard or? So so all of our instruments and systems are calibrated to measure a specific flow rate in SCC mm-hmm. per minute or SCC per second. So we manufacture leak standards at Cincinnati Test Systems in our um, ISO 17025 lab, certified mm-hmm. lab. Um, and utilize those components then to calibrate a test system to to meet and measure the leak rate that is specified for testing each product. Okay, all right. So that's that's where that standard comes from is it's a leak standard rather than a set standard. Okay, I gotcha. Um, and then just some other of the industries I think I saw that you guys were in. You, you're, you know, you, we mentioned automotive, we mentioned consumer goods, well, and electronics. Um, but then you guys also do medical, HVAC, and then just general industry, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are you guys are far reaching for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, the the products we see um, are anyone that's doing production testing that ha- makes a product that shouldn't leak material out of it or into it typically means tested. So we build the equipment to test those on their production lines. And it's pretty interesting how wide everyone, or how wide industries really need um, testing. HVAC, uh, you're looking at Freon leakage. Um, yeah, I just I just replaced my oh. my AC last, last summer. Um, yeah, uh, because of a freon leak. Yeah, the in- interesting thing about freon leak rates—they're um, going down. Uh, so mm-hmm. the manufacturers of these products are actually having to test lower leak rates because of a changeover that's occurring. Um, R134A is going away and being replaced by more um, uh, by different, uh, more butane-style. Freons, yep. Meaning they're a, they're going to be a little more hazardous from a, a fire stand flammability standpoint, and mm-hmm. they're more expensive. So you you were were and 
there's less of that product built into the uh, refrigeration system. So all that is driving leak rates down and actually they'll be uh, tested more stringently. Yeah, I, I think uh, the way I know it is, is the, the one was a green tank and the new one's a red tank. Yeah. And uh, uh, a, a family friend, uh, he's an HVAC, um, he's sitting on a gold mine of green tanks because oh. they don't they don't really make them anymore. So, um, and I believe that's the, the older uh, Freon style. Yeah, the 134A. Um, yep. Yep. Um, That's what's in most cars, uh, or was yep. in most cars. They're changing that over as well. Um, and then, so something about just with all these industries, what I guess when we're talking about leaking, and you say just pretty much anything. You know, what's what would be like an exotic type of leak, like in terms of material leaking? Is it just always air? Is it always like water or? You know, what What would be other some other maybe materials that you might be checking for leaks? Well, um, so if you, the in the automotive industry uh, of today, gasoline engines, um, their specification is, for fuel systems is not just for leaking fuel. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's actually gone as low as hydrocarbon emittance. So you start looking at really low leak rates associated with that also. Um, Okay. So so when you start talking about um, these unique leaks, uh, it it can, a gaseous leak needs to be tested at a lower leak rate um, than non-fluid leak rates because fluid will clog a hole. um, Porosity in castings, like a, a, uh, oil pan, a cast oil pan versus a stamped oil pan. Uh, a cast oil pan may have porosity asso- associated with the casting process, and a stamped pan will have weld weldments on it to weld in, um, like your uh, drain plug, and that's a little bit different leak rate as well. So there's the 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 way a part is manufactured <clears throat> also dictates how you do your testing on this. Okay. All right. Um, kind of switching gears a little bit because I, I, I noticed something uh, on the CTS's site. Um, I think it's called your connect line. Oh, yeah. Uh, for ceiling devices. Um, you know, it, it looks like a one-stop shop. Can you, you know, what what does a product line like this mean to maybe someone new to seals and, and testing and stuff like that? Sure. The, the, the hardest thing about leak testing is making sure you seal your parts correctly. Um, and we, we've helped coach customers through sealing their parts the best way to, to seal it by not putting too much pressure on it with your tooling devices because if the part's manufactured in such a way that you clamp it, you could end up clamping it and um, masking a leak. So we have what's called CTS Connects. They're ID and OD style seals that are pneumatically or manually actuated to seal into an ID of a port. And what that does is actually goes inside, expands into the inside diameter of a, of a tube or a port, and it allows you to seal the part in a, in a way that you're not putting force on the part. Um, and, and that's always helpful because you don't, you don't typically mask a leak if you're not creating a lot of excess force on it. So that's one of the things we talk to customers about. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, I guess for the Connect line, I mean, is this is this relatively new? Um, it's it's newish. Uh, I I'd say yeah. we've we've always used uh, ID and OD seals. Um, we mm-hmm. we came out with the CTS Connect line because we were having delivery issues purchasing mm-hmm. similar types of products, so, mm-hmm. and um, we. Uh, redesigned the, the the style of ID and OD sealing so that when you actuate these uh, seals and they're not on a part, they don't blow the seal off. So there's there's uh, um, some some it, some specific design items that we've upgraded with the CTS connects and they've been out I want to say 10 to 15 years now and what we're doing but the the latest for us with CTS Connects is actually testing at higher pressures, 100 psi, 200 psi, but now going to uh, 500 to 750 psi is necessary, okay. and that's necessary in the HVAC industry. So we're we're upgrading our sealed devices to accommodate higher pressures as well. And, and I think I read that you guys are also capable of making you know custom solutions for people as well. Yeah, just limited to what's on the site. Yeah, that that that's the interesting thing about our business is um, we have a lot of customers who manufacture their own test stands, and we also have a lot of customers that need test stands manufactured for them. Yeah, and and I think you know in from from the engineering side and me you know it's you know the it's always satisfying to create a product right that is can be standard mm-hmm. but really where the excitement comes from is is more of those custom applications right the ones that you, you don't necessarily have a solution for and it's it kind of pulls on your creativity to come up with one yeah exactly <clears throat> and um well, the other thing with um, customized applications uh, we can our, our instruments are so flexible, we can actually customize the, them specifically for different types of testing. So there's, I, I mentioned high pressure testing in the uh, HVAC industry. Uh, one, one of the things that happens when you're testing uh, using pressure, there's a thermal event that occurs. So you pressurize a part mm-hmm. and it warms up. Um, and if you're testing high pressures with pressure decay, it, it takes a long time to stabilize those kind of tests. So what, what we'll do is work with a customer and say, okay, let's let's put your part inside a chamber. Let's pressurize it like it normally gets pressurized. And now let's pull vacuum around the outside of it inside this chamber and actually measure more quickly because there, this thermal event's only happening on the inside pressure part of the part and we're pulling vacuum around the outside and measuring a vacuum gain test, um, a vacuum decay, and mm-hmm. using the capabilities of our instrumentation, but able to test more quickly because you're uh, testing in a different different way than normally under pressure. So it's, it's interesting how we can customize an application for higher production testing. Yeah, I mean that's I mean and and like you said I think with with technology moving the way it's going there's definitely going to be probably a lot more applications for you guys that um and much like we're seeing here at Promess is 
is there's new applications that you know are are new but old. You know, mm-hmm. they, they might be they might have they might be doing something that we've done forever, but it's with a new product. Yeah. Um, and 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 we have customers that will say, you know, we just don't know how to do this, and and, and then we'll come back and like, yeah, we've been doing that for 25 years. Yeah. You know, um, and then you just kind of have to develop and, 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 and produce more of a tailored um, solution for them, you know, because there's new requirements or, you know, it's not metal anymore, it's plastic. So maybe it's a little bit more sensitive and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier, IP67 specs. Um, yeah. that, that's, a new, that's relatively new for a lot of mm-hmm. customers. However, we've been dealing with non-water leak rates for a long time. So it's not really new to us. We, we were able to help coach um, now like we did back when I started uh, customers from dump testing to measurable testing. It's the same conversation just with a newer spec comparison. Yep. Well, cool. Um, is there anything else that you kind of want to touch on? Um, you know, anything, you know, that is going on at CTS that, you know, you want to kind of sh- oh, share sure. and, 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 and talk about? Sure. Well, well, one of the things that we're doing is we've got a, a product line now of our Sentinel leak test instruments and a trace gas instrument called the TracerMate. And what, what we've done is actually um, we're broad, we've broadened our instrument footprint so it handles your entry-level customer for a really low cost instrument uh, like our uh, low cost but really high um, high technology in our MH instrument with DP technology. And then uh, our I-28 instrumentation has differential pressure decay, absolute pressure decay. It can also do mass flow testing. And we really didn't talk about flow testing as a, a leak test. Um, but it does both. Flow test is a leak test and functional flow testing. And then, mm-hmm. and now our black belt instrument is coming out with its latest upgrade. That's going to happen this coming month. And we're introducing differential pressure decay and uh, the in, into this instrument along with in, integrating it or integrating it uh, interfacing with a PC to set it up through a PC program. And it really gives a good customer user interface to set an instrument and then um, copy programs easily within the PC platform up and put it on their production line and start testing. Awesome, yeah. Now that sounds like you guys got a lot of a lot of wheels spinning over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, I I appreciate you coming on on the show. Um, I, I definitely, you know. As I mentioned, um, you know my 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 knowledge was surface level, but I, I definitely feel like I, I I dug a little bit deeper than surface now, and and I have a definitely a better understanding. So, um, Gordon, again, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, uh, I you know if there's anything in the future that you want to discuss, um, I'd be happy to have you back on. Um, and for everyone listening, uh, until next time, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. This podcast was brought to you by Promise Incorporated, 
hosted by Matthew Rawl, produced by myself, Lauren Rawl, mixed and edited by Ben Parsons. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at podcast at promisinc.com. Thank you.